Jawan Gary is hurt. No podcast today. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Blue Collar Unplugged podcast presented by Crimson Crossover. We are on the heels of two great Alabama wins. Uh, 2-0 for the first time since, what, like 2017? 2018. 2018. Well, the 2017-18 season. Right. Okay. So it has been you can also years. You can introduce us if you want, or you can keep going, whatever you want to do. I'm with my co-host, Blake Byler and Matthew Gibson. Thank Thanks. you. We exist. Yeah, we're here, yes, too. I, hello. Hello, fellas. Hello. Uh, they let you do the intro one time, and you mess it up, Jacob. All right. Uh, <laughs> but we are on the heels of two fantastic wins. Coleman has been rocking this week on the student section. Good hoops team. Shout Good hoops team. Crimson Chaos. Crimson Chaos Shout has done great. Uh, the student section has been there. Students have been there early. We have been packed like 30 minutes before tip. It's it's to the rafters. I mean, it's awesome. Love it. Thoughts about last week. Biggest take. Actually, let's let's go around. Biggest takeaway from this past week. Each person. Matthew, we'll start with you. Obviously, Darius Miles. Oh my gosh! I don't think anybody saw this coming from him uh, to start the year. Eleven first game, twelve second game. He's missed what one three pointer? Or has he missed a three pointer? Uh, he, th- he's he's missed a three pointer. Oh, I think he had thirteen last, he is, last night. Okay. He is six for but, seven, and his last shot last night was his first miss of the year for from three from the arc from yeah. beyond the arc. He's been killing it. He's honestly like if he's our fourth this, leading scorer, I believe. Yeah. So far. Wow. Yeah, twenty four on the year. Um, yeah. Talk about an X factor. If yeah. Alabama can get that from him. Like throughout the year, this he could take Alabama to the next level. Like just truthfully, yeah. And the thing is, like he's not a sixth man; he's like the third guy off the bench. Exactly. I mean, with some combination of JD Gary uh, and Darius Miles coming off the bench, and Darius Miles is able to drop twelve a game. I mean, that's if Darius Miles is dropping twelve a game, that just shows the depth that this team has. Darius Miles played very sparingly last year and even then he showed a little bit off the bench what he was capable of but if he's able to come in and give us 12 one that's a lot for a bench score Javon Quinterly last year averaged 12 a game but for uh Miles to be the eighth man off the bench and well the third man off the bench eighth man in the rotation still able to give us 11 to 12 a game if he's able to shoot the way he has shot these first two games Alabama's gonna be dangerous because that's just another that's just another weapon there's so many weapons already offensively. Like we saw, we saw Javon Quinterly score 26 points, have eight assists and five rebounds on 15 threes, three attempts. He shot 15 threes. He shot 15 threes. Goodness, wow! That, but anyways, we saw Javon Quinterly. He's able to score. Shackelford is scoring. Is going to be like a 17, 18 point a game guy this year. Uh, we know JD can score. Uh, we we have all these weapons and just. Another one in Darius Miles, honestly, who is also a diamond in the rough recruiting-wise, a three-star recruit from Washington, D.C., went and played at IMG Academy, was by no means their best player. Nope. Um, and Nate Oates and I think Brian Hodgson was his main recruiter. They they saw what they wanted, and they saw a, a lanky forward who can score. He's super athletic, hyper-athletic. And we've seen that with the uh, the dunk he threw down last season on Georgia. He murdered the uh, eighth best team in the SEC's basketball program last year on Coleman's court. No comment. Yeah, somebody picked Georgia to finish eighth in the. Wow, I wonder who. Whoever did that. Not, not definitely smart, not honestly. anyone on this podcast. No, no, nope. That's for sure. No sir. But yeah, Darius Miles absolutely hit the the things he could bring to the table. 
for Alabama this season. He, he's shown them in the first two games, and he could be a very important a very important piece, especially with uh, Jawan Gary going down with an injury. We learned uh, from Nate Oates that it was a soft tissue injury. Um, he had an MRI and an X-ray this morning, I believe. And as of right now, we haven't heard anything back. Um, but even with Jawan Gary having to miss minutes, uh, immediately when Jawan Gary went out against South Dakota State, Miles came in and hit a three, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And so uh, Miles is definitely going to have to step up and contribute big with Gary out. Uh, Jacob, what is your biggest takeaway from this past week of basketball that we've seen? This team is so deep. Depth. I, like, it's incredibly deep. Every every player comes off the bench. And I, I get like, in Oates' third year, like, the first year, depth off the bench was almost there. Like, there was... We actually had a point in... Uh, the 2019-20 season in Oates' first season where we had seven scholarship players available for a game. I believe it was against Mississippi State in February. Yeah, it was. Uh, where was we had, um, yes, naturally, Alabama basketball in February. But we had, uh, who all was hurt? Uh, John Petty was hurt. Herb Jones was hurt. Um, Beetle was out for a little bit, right? Beetle was out. JV and Davis was out, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi I, State legend. Jalen Forbes might have been starting. Something like that. But yeah, no depth then. This year, it is the opposite. It, it is very much the opposite. Yeah. Uh, and it's the depth at every position, too, which I think something last year was maybe a little lacking. Like with Bruner at the five, obviously, we know Reese and Rojas came in and basically played bully schoolyard ball. Uh, but this year, whenever we have Betty Aku, who came alive Friday night, I mean, Tuesday night, he showed signs of it, and Friday night, he came alive. The dunk where he hung on the rim, I mean, man, the. But took the lid off of Coleman. He's been impressive for sure. Oh yeah, very impressive. And then you bring a change of pace a little bit with uh, Keon Ambrose Hilton, who I would say maybe moves a little bit faster and can pivot the ball really well. He's gonna have to step up too without Gary. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Because we don't know how long Keon will be out, but or how long Gary will be out, but Keon is gonna be crucial in filling that role there. Um, combined with Miles, also at guard. I mean, geez, we talked about the death lineup. It's like, yeah, that'll be nice whenever we do that. Yeah, and then we ran it a lot. Yeah, Oates we, really we wasn't afraid. We ran four guards a lot. Yep, and it's fun. It's so fun. I love it. Me too. Yeah, I mean, and whenever we start to defend, like, even just a tad bit better, we've dropped out of the top ten in defensive efficiency. So that's unacceptable. Un- unacceptable. Oats. Right. Yes. That. I'm for not sure. going to go that far. I, I was about to say, I'm, I'm going to reach there. <laughs> Might not reach there. Uh, but we are scoring like crazy. Uh, I believe, you know, the goal is get a paint touch, kick the ball out, or go to the rim. Yep. Uh, on possessions where we get a paint touch, I think we are averaging 1.4 points possession. Yeah, I saw that. And then on possessions without a paint touch, it's like still 0. 0. 7, 0. Yeah, 8. Which is obviously not It's 1. still It's almost half, like, it's almost half less yeah. points per possession, which is crazy. Um my biggest takeaway is the unselfishness of this basketball team. And there have been many highlights circulating around Twitter of just long possessions by Alabama that are just drives, kicks. Uh, I, there was one where we had a paint touch, uh, a inside pass to Betty Ako. He kicked it out to Shackelford. I think Shackelford drove, kicked it to Miles. Miles drove, he found... Uh, JD in the corner, and JD immediately swung it over to Quinterly. And that's all five players on the court 
touching the ball within eight seconds of each other, and that found a wide-open three-pointer for Quinterly. And the ball movement like that is going to allow Alabama to keep scoring at the impressive clip that they're scoring at right now. I don't know what our field... What, Jacob, do you have our field goal percentage on the season right now? Yeah, so field goal percentage on the season is 49.3%. Uh, is that good? It's not bad. Good. It's it's 90th right now. Really? So it, it is good. I mean, obviously we're, okay. we've scored 197 points in two games. That's okay. How many... Uh, I wonder how many shots we're taking a game. Uh, how many a shots lot. we were taking a game? 74 a game. That's pretty good. All right. Uh, yes. I believe that's correct. Yes, that is right. Yep. That's 13th in the country. Is that what I see? Yeah. Yes. 13th, 13th in, the in the country, country in field goal attempts per game. And we're going to keep getting all of these open looks. And e- even then, it's not going to matter how many we miss if we're getting that many open looks. Like, we're going to be, some of them are going to fall. And especially with a freshman like J.D. Davison having the vision he does. I remember seeing reports in the offseason about uh, Davison's uh, vision, his court vision, and how Nate Oates said he was one of the more impressive passers that he had ever seen. And whenever you look at his high school highlight tape, all you see is dunks and the occasional super deep three. But it's just a lot of dunks, a lot of hyper-athletic plays, a lot of uh, blocks that he pinned on the backboard in transition. But this man can pass the basketball. He's averaging six assists a game through two games, I believe. He hasn't been the most effective scorer from the field, and he hasn't had to be, because he is great at finding open teammates. And it works really well to his advantage. I remember this play against uh, Louisiana Tech. JD had the ball, and it might have been against South Dakota State. I don't remember, honestly. But J.D. had the ball in transition. He was driving, and uh, the entire defense, I think all three, it was like a three-on-three break, and every defender for the opposing team, eyes were straight on J.D. because they didn't want him to rise up and finish some insane dunk that would light the crowd up. But as soon as J.D. got in the lane, all three defenders collapsed on him, and he kicked it straight out to Shaq in the corner for a three. And with that kind of vision and that kind of unselfishness from a five-star player with the IQ that Davison has, that's going to create a lot of open shots, and that's going to allow Alabama to continue to uh, score as much as they are, which is right now, what, like 98 points a game? That's not going to continue. There's no way. If it does, does, 40-0... Tomorrow. If it does, we're not losing. Look, if we put up 104 in every game, I don't care what team we're playing. Right. I don't know if they're scoring that much. No. Just but, think how, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Just think of how good JD's going to be in just a month and a half from now. Oh, yeah. Like, as develop, he gets acclimated. Yes. Oh, my goodness. He's going to score 35 against Tennessee. Rick Barnes will literally be screaming, crying, throwing up in the corner. I like, hope so. Why, why Tennessee? Why is that the game you picked? A month and a half from now is... Tennessee is that right? It is. I think that's. Actually, I think that game is literally a month, month and a half. From it, now. it worked out really well. That's really impressive. Thank you. Look at uh, you knowing the schedule. What's the <laughs> da- what's the date of that game? 29th, obviously. What time? When's tip? Uh, six, seven. It's a. That's it's a good guess. Tip. That's a good guess. This yeah. man has it down pat. I'm impre- yeah, he sure I'm does. Impre- I'm, I'm impressed. Are Thank you impressed? You. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back real quick. I did miss an advanced statistic uh, analytics guy. We're an analytics team. Uh, obviously, we are know you that. a big analytics guy? I love analytics. Uh, picked my March Madness bracket on analytics. Didn't necessarily work. Yeah, it was awful. It was not the. It was okay. Who was in your final four? Golly, I actually don't remember. Uh, Alabama. I think it was Alabama, Gonzaga, Baylor, Oklahoma, or Oregon State. 
You no. did not have There's Oregon no State. That's it was so Oklahoma, wrong. It was Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. That was okay. close. Oregon State actually, I believe, <laughs> beat them. Um, if I'm mentally recalling, I think they did. Yeah. Anyways, your analytics. But yes, analytics, offensive rating. So estimate of points scored or points produced per 100 possessions. Darius Miles is at 166. Wait, say that again. So, for 100 possessions, so Darius Miles is on the court for 100 times that we take the ball down. Right. He scores or produces a total of 166 points for those 100 possessions. From a That's guy off the bench. That's insane. For a Miles. starter. That's Keon Ellis. 176. Now, yeah. granted, that's in a small sample size and not a ton of minutes. However, right. that's really impressive. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's a sign of things to come. Speaking of Keon Ellis, plus 63, plus minus Absolutely rating. Absolutely ridiculous. Nuts. Through two games. That's insane. When Keon Ellis is on the court, Alabama has outscored opponents so far by 63 points. He was so dominant on the boards for South Dakota State. Oh he had gosh. 13 rebounds. Yes. Career works. high, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Absolutely insane. If uh, Ellis is rebounding like that, that's, just, that's another weapon. So many weapons. We didn't even talk about Ellis when we were talking about offensive no. weapons. El- Ellis is efficient. He's great. Uh, he can. Uh, he's athletic and can finish around the rim. He can contort his body and finish some really impressive layups under the rim. He can yeah. shoot. Also, he nearly ended South Dakota State's basketball oh, yeah. program on that dunk yeah. that he got fouled on. If that foul, like yes, that was, and that, that was dude great. saw it coming. Props to him because I mean he would have had to retire if Keon finished that. But he yeah. definitely would have. Yeah. Those are some good takeaways. Those are some de- definitely really good takeaways. All right, let's talk about some recruiting because Recruits. this past uh, the past two weeks have, I think, been the best two weeks in recruiting in Alabama basketball history. By far. I would dare say. And I don't I don't think it's close, honestly. The only thing that can be anywhere close to being it would be the year we landed John Petty and Colin Sexton uh, on the same day. Yes, so. that's right. Yeah. But let's look at let's look at this year's class, the 2022 uh, recruiting class for Nate Oates. Uh, this this past week uh, was the start of the early signing period. Alabama has five signees currently ranked. This is by twenty four seven Sports their recruiting rankings. Alabama has the third best class in the country, behind only I believe it is Duke and Arkansas. Yep. Yep. And yep. then. The five signees include five-star and 10th overall player Brandon Miller, five-star and 17th overall player Jaden Bradley, four-star Noah Clowney, four-star Rylan Griffin, and three-star and number two overall Juco player Nick Pringle. Big. So let's go around and talk about each of these signees and what they bring to Alabama. Who wants to talk about the man Brandon Miller? I'll be happy to talk a little Brandon Miller. First off, I would like to say uh, the University of Alabama basketball community can thank me personally for Brandon Miller's recruitment. Uh, I will say I was two rows back from where he was walking during his official visit. I said, come on, Brandon, you know where to be. And he looked at me and was like, nodded. That's exactly what you said. You said, come on, Brandon, you know where to be. I know that, like, you you can ask those around me. I, word for word. Wor- word for word. Absolutely. And, and I got a smile out of Brandon Miller. You heard it here first. Yeah. Brandon Miller committed to Alabama because of Jacob Pickle yeah. at a football game. It's true. You can thank the Blue Collar Unplugged podcast for Brandon Miller. Coming You're welcome. Big, I, I You're welcome. welcome, everybody. Yeah. It's Miller time. It's Miller time. It's Miller time. Uh, no, but Brandon Miller brings a lot of uh, depth and power. Uh, 
as the small forward. Uh, he's strong. He is just crazy, crazy athletic. Dude he, can jump. Dude can jump out the building. Yep. I, I, my dream. I know JD's gone after this year. I. What if he's not? If he's not. A JD to Brandon Miller lob quite literally would cause oh a new arena God. to have to be built because the roof would if it won't explode if it's off. not by then it's big it's true we might talk about that later right uh, but I think Brandon Miller brings a lot to the team um, he's lanky enough to shoot very well he's got a great form and of course Oates is going to love that he is quick and is willing to shoot and that's just another asset so Brandon brings a lot to the table and I think he's got a great attitude and mindset that's going to even build as much as his physical abilities will. One thing about Brendan Miller, he's from Tennessee. I really like getting him instead of Rick Barnes getting him. That's really good. Another thing uh, that I noticed about Brandon Miller after watching a little bit of his tape is that he has an incredible mid-range shot. Oh, yeah. We hate letting players take mid-range shots, but I really hope we let this man use it. I, yeah. If, if Whenever he's able to convert it, absolutely. He had... I saw him go down the floor, I think it was three times in a row, and hit like a step back, turn around, mid range. Like it looks like it looks like KD. Like you know KD's mid range. Right. That's what it looks like. Just and pure, I hope I hope like we a let, Baylor Shearman. I don't want to talk about that guy. His jumper's still developing, but it's very projectable and he's gonna be a force of nature by the time he develops everything. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And Jaden Bradley is the perfect point guard for a NATO's offense. He's a throwback. He he is. He he's not the uh he's more of a traditional point guard. He's very pass first, which is not like many of the point guards we see today. Many point guards we see today are all about scoring and shooting and uh Bradley is certainly capable of scoring. Uh he he's pretty athletic. He can jump a little bit, but uh he is all about playmaking. He finds uh, his open teammates. He gets them the ball. Um, he does everything possible to ma- put his team in the best su- position to succeed. So, really excited to see Jaden Bradley. Yeah, absolutely. Who's up next on this list? We've got Noah Clowney. The power forward, 6'9", 205, uh, from South Carolina. Could anyone else tell me a forward that we have gotten from South Carolina in recent years? Jawan Gary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think Clowney brings a lot to the table. Again, uh, he's very excited about being at Alabama. Basically, uh, I forget exactly his percentage that he said he was committed whenever he did announce, but I do know. Was it 300 or was that Brandon Miller? I think Brandon Miller was 300. I think Jaden Bradley was 110. Uh, Noah Clowney going to have to reserve judgment until I can I see think, it. I think he might have been one. He was a weird number. He was like 130 yeah. or something like that. If we're ranking Alabama's signees based on the percentage that they said they were committed in their Instagram post, Brandon Miller would be first. Wow. Brandon Miller said he was 300% committed. He was. Noah Clowney is 110% committed. So Noah Clowney is 110% committed. That's what was a uh, commitment. I'm pro. Jaden Bradley? Jaden uh, Bradley, I think, was... I'm not... Somebody was an odd number. Primo was 112. That's what it was. Yeah. Josh Primo will come in probably second all-time on percentage of commitment list i don't know if anyone's going to top brandon miller's 300 but 112 is an odd number i'd love to ask primo why he was 112 percent committed to alabama that's interesting let's get him on the pod and ask let's let's do that you hear that spurs execs let us get josh primo on the podcast 20 minutes let him on greg yeah rylan griffin rylan griffin is a uh score first shooting guard out of texas 
uh, another four-star player. Um, also, people will look, and uh, I know people look at like re- football recruiting rankings a lot around here and basketball recruiting rankings. Uh, just because a player is not a five-star does not mean they're going to uh, be able to contribute. And uh, with Noah Clowney and Rylan Griffin, they are rated 61st and 62nd uh, overall players nationally. Uh Josh Primo was ranked right around the 60s, and he turned into a lottery pick. So just because a player isn't a five-star doesn't mean they couldn't, one, contribute immediately, or two, become a really good NBA player, because we have all seen what Nato's development has done to many players. But yeah, Griffin, he's coming in. He's going to be able to score. He can score from all three levels. Uh, That's going to be his primary... uh, usage at Alabama I he could contribute pretty early depending on who all departs this offseason sure um Um, because we could lose a lot of scores yep we don't know for sure what's going to happen his mid-range jumper is absolutely disgusting I'm recruiting a lot of mid-range shooters around here I don't know what that's about gotta teach him the way yeah we gotta teach him to never shoot that shot in the basketball this kid can score um he could honestly like I said come in and uh make an impact right away would love to see that. And then we have the JUCO forward Nick Pringle from Dodge City Community College in Kansas, formerly at Wofford. Uh, what other JUCO players do we have on this roster, Matthew? Keon Ellis. Keon Ellis. What other JUCO players do we have on this roster? <laughs> James Rojas. James Rojas. James Clutchshot Rojas. I will say. The reason that Alabama won an SEC regular season championship last season. That is actually true. And the reason Alabama beat Factual Furman last statement. season. James Rojas was in the gym two hours early yesterday working on his full uh, half court shot. But about I his say, half his half court shot. He's, his half court shot. He's practicing he, for the he, national title. He made three comes. of ten. I, like I, he, and four hit off the rim. All I'm saying is <laughs> I want the ball in Rojas's hands if we have a second and a half left on the clock. I do. Fate of the world on the line. Fate of the world on the line. The Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. I want What's James Rojas. In James Rojas's hands. I mean, statistically, last season, James Rojas hit the most clutch shots for Alabama. Another I'm not actually, don't back me on this statistic. I'm just saying it because it feels I, like that. But he did hit yeah. the clutch shot against Furman that gave Alabama their first lead of the game. And then he hit the shot that iced the game against Mississippi State on the road in February that gave Alabama the SEC regular season title. So if you ask me, he's the most clutch player on the team. All of that to say, Nate Oates loves going to JUCO to find gems to be able to contribute immediately to Alabama's roster. Nick Pringle could absolutely be that. He's six foot nine, six foot ten, depending on what recruiting site you're looking at. He's two hundred twenty or two hundred thirty pounds, also depending on what recruiting site you're looking at. Basically, he's really big. He's really strong and he's really athletic. He has all the tools to be a really good uh, defensive player. His shot blocking ability could be really, really nice for Alabama on the defensive end, and he can score inside. He's got nice footwork. Uh, Pringle will most likely contribute fairly soon next year for Alabama. Yep. Hopefully, Betty Ako's still here. I, it's I, been two games. I don't know if we're calling him a first-round pick we, yet. We have a very interesting roster situation, I will say, at the end of this year. I don't know who's going to be here and who's not. I have no clue. Right now, we have a five-man class. If Hodgson gets his way, we might have a six-man class. Are you right? talking about uh, the, Leonard, Leonard Miller, Leonard right? Miller, the yeah. Canadian, yeah. I, I don't know what will happen with that. I don't know. I don't either. I, 49 a game. I, who knows what league that's in. Really. And he's like 6'10". Yeah. So I'm, I'm intrigued. I mean, I, I trust this coaching staff. Like, if we're looking at the class, like, let's break it down. Top two, pretty obvious. Everybody wanted them. Yep. They chose us. Big. The next two, a, lot, a few schools wanted them. Obviously, they're four stars. They're quality. Uh, 
some maybe minor concerns. I think the coaching staff knows how to develop, automatically contribute, and a JUCO find. I, that's a pretty good... I love JUCO. I love, I love JUCO. I love JUCO. JUCO, but with Pringle, what confused me a little bit, he's played two games for Dodge City. This is true. He's played two games after coming out of from Wofford. And I don't know what he averaged at Wofford, three points a game? I don't know. Uh, not not, not a even lot. that. I'll look that up right now. Uh, this this season will be very interesting for Nick Pringle because he is he has not played his full community college season there yet. No. Um. So I will be watching very intently how he does for Dodge City this season. Um. Yeah, I think he's got a good bit to prove. Um. Pringle. But, uh, hey, if he has a big year, uh, good find for Alabama. Absolutely. The roster yeah. situation next year is going to be interesting because, um, you've got five guys coming in, like Jacob was saying. We don't know who's leaving or who's staying. The only guys who have to leave who are seniors are Keon Ellis, James Rojas, and Noah Gurley. Yep. Uh, everyone after that, you you could see Quinterly leave. You could see Shackelford leave. You could see Davison leave. If Bediaco keeps on this tear that he could go on here, he could leave. So we honestly don't know. We could see somebody transfer out. Alabama was one of, I think, three programs this offseason to not lose anybody to the transfer portal. I don't know if Nate Oates is going to continue that, but that definitely shows the kind of culture he's built that everyone's bought in. But from we, day one, too. We will see. Yeah, from day one. So, yeah, the, the recruiting class is really solid. Alabama's already hosting 2023 uh, players. Uh, on visits, so it the future is very, very bright for Alabama recruiting. So before we talk about uh, next week and the South Alabama Jaguars that are next on the schedule, let's go around. What is everyone's favorite? What was everyone's favorite moment from last week? Just favorite favorite moment. For me, I think it was Noah Gurley's dunk. Um, that's going to set the tone for him. I think he really needed that just to, for himself. You know, he'd been struggling a little bit, but I think the game versus South Dakota was um, South Dakota State. Sorry, it was you know a good. A little bit of a coming out party for him, and um, he's going to be a great asset for Alabama. But that dunk in particular, I think, really got him fired up, and it's going to set the tone for him the rest of the year. It was a really nice, uh, like high basketball IQ answer. Thank you. Mine's not that cool. I really liked when Jaden Shackelford got a tip in and then he flexed on the guy. That was great. It was really yeah. cool. Also, it's weird how it's not weird. It's kind of cool that they all did their hair the same way. Like everyone has braids Everyone's and everything. Braids. It's so but. Sweet. I thought like Jaden Shackelford was hurt and missed the game or something like that because I could not yeah. find him in warmups. Nope. Cause, and then yeah. then I saw the hair. It it's fine. It's a thing that's happening. But when he got a tip in over the South Dakota State player and then like flexed as he ran down the court, I just like seeing little six three guards get tip ins. It's cool. Yep. It's sick. Uh, favorite moment was the like two minute stretch where we had back to back to back blocks. It was like three blocks and four possessions for South Dakota State. Beautiful. Noah, Noah Gurley met man at the rim. Like I not to be that guy but it was definitely a foul. I'm glad they didn't call it I, though. Listen, I, there was no I'm foul. I'm not mad. I'm not complaining. Amen. Noah Gurley. Amen. I sent that back. Sent that man back to South Dakota State packing. Unless I'm playing uh, intramurals and they hit me and they don't call it then it's still a foul. Fair enough. And I will complain. No, that's true. When it comes to intramurals, you get to complain. That's that's your right. All intramural refs are bad except Ethan Lamb. Ethan Lamb, yes. Shout out, pro. Kim Shout Chaos out, Ethan Vice Lamb. President Ethan Lamb. Yes, it's true. So looking forward, the South Alabama Jaguars are currently what's their record? They are one and zero with. Uh, no, I believe they're two and zero actually. I think Sports Reference. I is should wrong have had here. this pulled up. I'm they won their last game by sixty-one points. I had Spring Hill College. Spring Hill. Where is that? Uh, it's by the spring by the hill. I. 
it's I don't know what else. So helpful. Oh, they played today. Played today. Today is in today is Saturday. Today is Saturday. That's when this is recording. Just to tell y'all real quick. Yeah, this is Saturday. Um they played Wichita State today. Shockers. They lost by six. This is a Wichita State team that won their first game off of a logo three point buzzer beater against Jacksonville State. Absolutely. So Wichita State Just has opened nails. with Wichita State has opened two and zero with two teams from the state of Alabama. Does Wichita State own the state of Alabama? Many people are saying no. However, uh, South Alabama's leading scorer against Wichita State was Javon Franklin. Now, my SEC fans might recognize the name Javon Franklin because he came from Auburn University last year and played for Bruce Pearl. He did. True. You know, he, he was great for Auburn, clearly averaging 1.3 points per game. But Yes, he did do that. He did score 18 points and got 12 rebounds against Wichita State today. Uh, another South Alabama player uh, from Auburn is Tyrell Jones, also known as Turbo. It's a really clever nickname. I think he's fast. No, not with the name Turbo. No, that's. I mean, have you seen the snail? The snail movie. He's clearly slow, but like supposed to be fast. I don't know. That was really funny. I remember back when Thanks. Auburn fans were extremely hyped about him. Yeah, they thought they he was really going to be good. He's not massive little brother. Where energy. have I? They have another guy named J.J. Chandler. Where have I heard his name before? A&M, Texas A&M. He went to Texas. A- oh, so South Alabama is just S- SEC. South like, Alabama is stacked with good transfers. It's just it's the SEC's, SEC's leftovers. You know what else they have? Deontay Smith, former Alabama commit, ah. TCU signee. True. That's good. Did research. he? Did he? Uh, decommit? From or, Alabama? Yeah. Or um, did he sign he and transfer? Uh, he. I can't remember. I think he decommitted. Um, Interesting. But with I, I know uh, Avery Johnson? Forced, yeah, with Avery Johnson. He well, was kind of forced out. Yeah, good for him. He they didn't also have to have play for Avery Johnson. Charles Manning. Buckle up. LSU. Who? Charles Manning. From where? LSU. Wow. But they are just all... They're about to run the Sun Belt, actually. No. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at names... No, they're of, not. Of ...teams in this conference. Don't tell me that. Oh, they scored 100 against Spring Hill College. Yeah. I... Y'all are, y'all are hearing our live research of the South Alabama Jaguars right now. These are live reactions. Yeah, we, we like to do this show 100% authentic. 100%. Uh, we give you our pure reactions. This is not scripted. This is just reactions to the basketball. Um, and South Alabama has a – they have an impressive roster from based off yeah. of transfers. Obviously, those transfers left the SEC for a reason, but they were also in the SEC for a reason at one point. So they have the talent. Uh, I think of our opening four games, this is probably the – Easiest. This is probably the sleepiest game. I think this is the game – where it's like we, uh, they don't really want to drive up for Mobile. That has nothing to do with how they're going to play. Uh, I, it's <laughs> mental. It's like a three-hour drive, Jacob. Three and a mm. half hours. No, that's it's rough. You don't think it was the worst than their trip to drive. Wichita, Kansas today? <laughs> I uh, here's the thing: South Alabama is going to come to Coleman, you are reaching. and they're going to be met. I, I'm reaching a little bit. That's you fair. are reaching. However. All knowing uh, Ken Pomeroy and his Ken Pom rankings rank South Alabama as the 260th best team in the country. They are ranked 252nd in adjusted offense, 244th in adjusted defense. Now, there's a very small sample size. However, they're not that good. They Are they going to be a good Sunbelt team? Let me look up the uh, preseason Sunbelt predictions. Yeah, I... And- the Sun Belt normally does come into play on those like last 
really 16, 12, 16 teams to get into play. Yep. Uh, but needless to say, the game against South Alabama on Tuesday should be just another exhibition of Alabama's talent and depth for the year. Uh, ideally, would love to see Gary back for like limited minutes. Oh, now so I don't nice. know. I don't know what the injury. Actually, is like. no. Rest him. We don't need yeah. him. Re- rest him. Let us get rehabilitation. Re- rest him until the ESPN events invitational. Bubble wrap until then. Please bubble wrap him until then. Uh, I found it. South Alabama was picked fifth in the Sun Belt. Okay. Uh, for reference, Louisiana, who we played in the exhibition game, was picked second. Okay. Um. So that's a good team. They're Louisiana is a pretty good team. South Alabama, not highly regarded. Let's get score predictions. What do y'all think? I'll say 93. Another 90-point game. Yeah. That would be three in a row. Yeah, 93-74. I don't think Alabama has scored 90 points three times in a row under Nate Oates. They've done three out of four, but I don't think they've done it three times in a row. Yeah. I'm. That's something That's something they're they're going for right there. I think it's doable. I think it's doable in the next I think it's doable. Uh, yeah. You said 93 what? 74. 74, yeah. okay. I would go a t- similar, probably 95. I'm going to keep them under 70 at about 65. Uh, I feel like both teams we've played have had really good shooting nights, so I think we are due for a team that does not have as good of a shooting night. You know, I think we break 92. I'm going to go 90 on the dot, 90 to 67. So we're predicting big wins. Then Friday we play Oakland. They upset Oakland, Oklahoma State. Yeah. In a bye game, the epitome of brutality. The as, epitome, as John Rothstein would say. Uh, but that that game, after seeing them upset Oklahoma State, can't really overlook that. Can't overlook that. But uh, South Alabama on Tuesday going to be a fun one. Uh, Alabama should get the W and move to three and zero. We hope. Um, so that is going to do it for today's episode. It's a fun time. Got to talk some hoops. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at uh, BCU Podcast. Uh, we will see y'all next Monday, I believe. We yep. will record. Do y'all want to record? Let's record right after the Oakland game. Get some... In get Coleman. some Not in Coleman. In Coleman. That would be really cool to record in Coleman, but yes, we don't we. have our stuff in Coleman. Uh, we should... Yeah, we're going to try to record uh, right after the Oakland game on Friday. Try to get some uh, live raw reactions right after the game for y'all. And we will see you guys next time. Roll Tide.